welcome to the Leader's Life Podcast, where we implement that old school grind with that new school mind. What is up, fam? I am your host, Amar. And before we get started, please make sure you hit on the subscribe button so you never, ever miss out. With that being said, I have the expert series. She's an amazing friend, an amazing friend of the family. Her name is Tracy Miles. She is a director of Compel Training that is internationally known, Proverts 31 Ministries, founded by Lisa Turkust, as well as author of seven, yes, seven best-selling books. And she has an, an unbroken divorce recovery program, as well as Tracy Miles Author Coaching Services. Tracy has a lot of hats, as we can see. <laughs> For uh, sure. And also, Tracy has three grown children, plus a daughter-in-law and son-in-law. So shout outs to them as well. With that being said, welcome to the Leaders Life Podcast, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Amar. I'm excited to just get this ball rolling. So just give you guys a little history. Tracy, I know Tracy because her daughter, Caitlin, was the, like, she was our babysitter, our nanny, our family for a while, took care of my twins, took care of my three-year-old and my son, Elihai, and my daughter, Molly. And Molly's name is Molly Kate which we put the middle name in there for Kate. That's how important and amazing this family is. So I just want to say right off the bat, their family here. So I brought her on because she's got some good stuff to drop, some fire, and most importantly, giving back to the listeners. So Tracy, I gave just kind of a short version of your bio. Why don't you tell us in your own words, what is it that you do? And what are we uh, going to talk about over here? Let's have some fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're honored that Molly Kate is named after Caitlin. So that is always really exciting. I currently work at Proverbs 31, and I work in a department that's called Compel Training. And what we do is we train thousands of writers every single month about how to write and get published, how to get agents, how to you know just learn the craft of writing. And that's all we do. And it's a membership subscription site, and I am the director over that and run that. I also write books and on my spare time. And then I'm also doing author coaching, which is just one-on-one -on -one coaching services, which is something different that we don't have a compel right now. We have this amazing online um, membership site, like I said, where you can, we have hundreds and hundreds of lessons that people can watch online. But if you want that one-on-one -on -one type of coaching, then I'm your girl for that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you said something that was interesting because I didn't know that you train writers now, what has been the most common, common issue that you've seen with people getting into writing and how to start since you are a author of seven best selling books? <laughs> well, one of the most common comments that I hear is, I don't really think I have a story to tell, or I don't think anybody's interested in my story, or there's already been way too many stories told about this specific subject. And so I am the biggest cheerleader for anyone that says that because we all have a story to tell, everyone. No one's experience. Your experience in life is different in, than mine, even if we went through a similar situation. And it's just all happens from different angles. And so everybody has a story to tell and a unique way to tell it. And that's really what I, and I love to be, tell, I love to help people find their passion about doing that. I love that. And I talk about that all the time. It's like, it's okay to not know what your passion is right now, but it's not okay to try to pursue it and know what it is that just thrives and gets you going. And mm -hmm. you know, so you bringing up passion, I think is very, very important because 
with, I know, I know in the coaching world, that's kind of what I mentor and, and with Rob Dial and the fam. And I can tell you that every single one of the people I've spoken to at some point are looking to write a book. And mm-hmm. here you are, an author coach. And, and uh, my, my Brooklyn came out, an author. My, you're an <laughs> author coach. And so what does that entail, first off? Because as I said, I've worked with a lot of coaches. I'll be honest with you. This is the first time I've heard of the author coach. I've, I've heard mm-hmm. death coaches. I've heard you know many different ones, but an author coach. So what exactly do you support uh, while coaching? Well, it's for those people that you're just talking about that that think, that it's like 75 or 85% of the population says, everyone keeps telling me I should write a book about that. So that segment of the population needs the encouragement, the tools, the resources, just maybe even just the inspiration to get started just with that first page, just write, start writing your first page. And so I coach a lot of authors just from the ground up. They don't have huge platforms. They don't have any books under their belt but they know that they have this story to tell and it's just burning to get outside of them because they know that it can help other people. And that's that's what fuels their passion. And so I work with them on manuscript development, on book proposal development, on getting them hooked up with publishers and agents and just actually starting to see those dreams come true. And it's really excited when you see it come full circle. I have a lot of authors that have book contracts and there's nothing more of a blessing than to see them be blessed by saying, hey, I did this and now God has blessed this and now I'm going to have this book and it's going to be on the shelf. So that's exciting. Oh, that's very exciting. And as they said, you said your story or your mess is your message. And Mm -hmm. people who have been through so much and have been able to, you know, get through those difficult times, I always say it's very selfish of you to not share your story because there's somebody out there right now who is dealing with what you dealt with but they just don't know how to get out of it. So that's why yeah. I like what you just said right there. But that's exactly right. Yeah. And you also mentioned about, you know, you've gotten like people who publish the book. So how are you able to help your clients actually get the books published in mainstream publishers as well? Like big name, big name ones. So how, right. how do you feel about that? Well, at Compel Training, we offer challenges throughout the year and we've partnered with multiple top level Christian publishers in this industry. And so we have two to four members out of our several thousand members every year that get these book contracts. For me personally, I know a lot of people just from working in the industry for 20 years. And so I have some personal contacts. So if I'm working with a client and I feel like this is amazing, we finish this book proposal, you don't have to have your whole manuscript written. That's another thing first time authors worry about is I don't have a whole book written. You need a couple chapters and your book pitch and your idea, and that's what you wanna show and why your story is needed out there in this literary market. And that's what the publishers wanna know, what's in it for your reader and why should we publish your book? And so I just kind of help them get there. And then I just have some of the connections to, that they can connect with. So what she's saying is she's got the connections to uh, yeah. <laughs> the fast cut, I should say. So just that's, a few. No, that's, that's pretty, no, that's, that's very powerful because at the time, I say this all the time, time is money and you want to always go to an expert. Like if I need my toilet's broken, I call a plumber. If I have issues with my electricity, I contact the electrician. And if you need to write a book or you want to write a book, you contact Tracy. It's if you deal yep. with the experts because the problem is, is, I've seen this firsthand. People say that they can do it because they want to help, like good intentions, but they really don't. They really can't. So, and the hardest part as well is to actually come out and, you know, share your message because Mm -hmm. 
worry about judgment. So have you dealt with that with your previous clients or current clients where they're just like, oh, I don't know if, you know, I just going to put all my, all my dirty laundry out in this, in this book. And, you know, and then they get kind of cold feet. Have you dealt with that type of stuff before? And how Absolutely. They yeah. It's kind of two-sided. So from the client side, of course, everyone is scared of that because usually you're writing about something that was traumatic or difficult or just a hard season and a lot of things happen and you don't want everyone to know all the details. And that's the good thing about writing is you don't have to share all the details. What you're sharing, nobody, I don't need to know, you don't need to know all the details that happened in my life, but you might be interested in knowing how I overcame some of those obstacles and that healing process and how it can be turned around and be used for a purpose. And so there's ways that you can craft your writing so that it's focused on who's reading your book. What are they going to get out of it? Not that they care about what you had for lunch and what so-and-so said to you and how a whole episode of events happened with one single person. You don't have to share all those details, but you do have to, be, especially if you're writing nonfiction, which is really what, which is my area of expertise. You just have to be willing to take that leap of faith and be vulnerable and transparent because people aren't going to connect with you if you talk to them from the tower, but they will connect with you if they say, I know that you've walked in my shoes. And I get what you're saying and you understand me. And that's that's where you're going to connect with the reader. For on a personal note, every single one of my books has come out of a very difficult season <laughs> through just from stress in the corporate world and then um, just mistakes I made as a, as a teenager in college and then just my own separation and divorce story, which you know all too well about. <laughs> so all of that has each book that I write, I think, I don't know if I can share this story, this part of my story, because people think their stories their whole life. Nobody wants to read any random person's memoir. <laughs> they yes. want to know how did what you, you know, how did what you go through? How is that going to impact my life and make it better? And so that's always a standpoint that I go to is I want to share my story, but there's certain details that you don't have to share. You don't have to share every single thing. You just want to share the things that are important, connect with them, and then figure out how you can bless them in their life. And be relatable at the end of the day. Yes. I'm not alone. We don't want to feel alone. And by being able to connect with somebody who wrote a book that was dealing with, oh my God, like I'm dealing with that right now. You just brought up, you know, you brought up trauma and you brought up that, you know, you've been through a difficult divorce. So right now, and look at her now, she's obviously overcame it, wrote a book about it and, you know, crushing it at life. But right now you have, let's just say right now, and I know this firsthand being in the mentor program, having this amazing podcast, people reach out and send a lot of like concern. So I wanted to ask you, so you have somebody right now, there's somebody right now that's in a struggling relationship. They have kids, right? They have kids and they feel like, all right, we have kids. The kids are getting older or we have the kids already. We just have to stay with what we decided married, even though I'm hurt, you hurt me, or I hurt you, whatever the relationship is pretty much toxic is what I'm getting at, but they're staying together because of the kids. What is your advice or tips to that person right now that's in that struggling relationship that's looking for just some type of answer because they're miserable? Mm -hmm. That's a hard question to answer. I'm definitely not a divorce counselor. No, you're not. Just expertise. <laughs> Yeah, so let's let's make that clear. Yeah. So there's always everybody's story is different. So for many, many, many years, I tried to work on my marriage, tried to do everything that I could to be a good wife, keep the family together. You know, we did have the three kids, and 
course, that was my goal. But I believe in my own life, and that's where I'll speak from rather than telling someone else what they should do, is there came a point to where I realized that that toxicity was affecting me as a person and it was affecting my children in negative ways. So it ended up not being the best place for us to be. And there are things that you can forgive. I'm all for forgiveness and and did it over and over and over. But there does come a time when you realize that you're being an enabler rather than just a forgiver. And you have to start thinking about, is this how I want to spend the rest of my life? Can I accept certain behaviors that are unforgivable, but I'm trying to forgive because that's the kind of person that I am. And I think it's just a personal decision you have to decide. And it's a scary one. So let's not negate the fact that it's terrifying because at the time I was working and speaking and writing and doing a lot of corporate training just in different banks and businesses around this area. And I didn't have a full-time salary. It was a supplemental salary, but it certainly wasn't full-time. So when all of that just came crashing down, basically in one day, my entire life was turned upside down. And for many, many, many months, I didn't know where our next meal was coming from. The house was going in foreclosure. My car got repossessed. I mean, I could go on and tell you a series of (laughs) terrible events. It was just a domino effect and everyone was devastating. But I can also tell you that I made it through each one. And there was always some kind of light at the end of the tunnel. There were always people there to support me and hold me accountable and encourage me. And then, of course, I had my children and family members and loved ones and friends. And there was I just had a huge support group, which was wonderful. So if I had to tell someone anything, regardless of what their situation is and what choice they make, they need to be at peace with that situation and know that it's for them. And then just believe that they too will make it. The book I'm writing right now, which is the next one, is called You've Got This. And that's what I want to tell anybody is you've got this. It's hard and it's scary and it can be painful, but you will get through it. Just like however many people prior to us in history that have done the same thing. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that powerful, powerful story. And I know it's going to be relatable because, as I said, I hear it on 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 the regular, unfortunately, and people end up putting themselves in this situation thinking this is how it's going to be the rest of my life. But look at you, though, you were at a point where I'll use the term broken, you were broken at one point, right? That's safe to say. And then you became just a strong, confident woman. And I can tell you guys, right, like outside of this podcast, like I've hung out and partied with Tracy and Morgan and Michael and Caitlin and Austin and Liz and the whole crew. And I mean, you are just a, just a ball of fun, a ball of joy, but you were not always that way. No. You were able to somehow go from being broken to being this independent, confident woman that's an amazing mother, amazing friend, and there to support people. So my question to you is, how did you do that? Well, it was, it was a process. I always say that healing is a process, not a destination. And there's always going to be little broken pieces inside of us, but we can mend those together over time. And for me, my writing was part of that healing process. And so when my husband left just a few months prior to him leaving, I had received a two book contract with David C. Cook publishing. And so now my whole life is just a train wreck. but I have these books to write. And so I made one big attempt at it. I wrote like 50,000 words and then 
that just turned out to be a flop because I was doing the best I could, but my heart and my head just wasn't in the best place. And then I realized that the problem was my head and my thoughts and just everything that I was letting consume me every single day was these, these negative thoughts. And I was telling myself what that, they were running my life, destroying my life. And that kind of evolved into, okay, I'm going to do some research about how to stop these super negative thinking patterns that I'm in this you know, habit of doing. And that became my book, Unsinkable Faith, which is about transforming your thoughts and your feelings and your actions, because that is what drives your life and your legacy. And so that really helped me, first of all, was just to change my pattern of thinking and recognize that I was destroying myself from the inside out. And I was never going to start living a positive life if I stopped having positive thoughts and didn't kind of turn those around. And then the next book after that was Love Life Again. So there again, in each of these books, I'm walking this journey. I'm not writing from a place of, hey, look where I am, way up here in the in the victory lane. <laughs> I'm writing this in this place of journey, journeying through this. So I'm doing all this research and it's just, I'm just saturating all of it because everything that I'm reading and everything that I'm writing for the sake of my readers were also a way to heal my own heart. And so it's just been, it's been an interesting process. And then I finally got to the point to where with Living Unbroken, which was the book for separated and divorced. I was um, just people, gonna ask you about that book. Yes, so, yeah, that please was, talk about it. Yeah, so that was the, the next one because I really got to a place where I felt like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm surviving and all these amazing things have happened and God has me in a different place now. And, you know, I wanna help other people that are going through this. And so I really just got a little bit deeper into my story and just the healing process. And it just became a real passion for me to help other, our, our ministry at Proverbs is primarily for women, but we do have some men that follow also too. So we have a wide array of following across the world. And I have lots of men that I've coached and worked with also. So it's not, I'm not discriminating in any way, <laughs> but if you read the books, a lot of them are geared, you know, that they're kind of have that language a little bit, but just the principles and the sharing of emotions and the process is basically the same for everybody. You're broken and you want to know how to be unbroken. And that was my goal. I just, I just got so tired of being broken and tired and exhausted. And I wanted to turn that around. And so it has been a long haul. It hasn't happened overnight, but I've started this coaching business. I love my job at Compel Training and Proverbs and my family's doing wonderful and, you know, things, things are going to be great. So that's the mantra that we need to remember is you've got this and it's going to, it's going to be okay. Yes. And I'm going to do another cheap plug on, check out the book, Living Unbroken, because it's very, 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 very powerful. And like Tracy shared earlier, you know, she was broken and now she's happy. And, and, and I love to see that. But one thing I want to bring up is what's cool about what Tracy does is she's a very, very strong in her faith, which is amazing. But her books can resonate with anybody, whether you believe in God, whether you believe in the universe, whether you believe in anything, whatever it is, The as I said, the message is what's so powerful about, about your books. So what I wanted to ask you is like, you are now seven bestsellers right now. And it seems like you keep going. You're having your clients right now pretty much follow their dreams by being able to, you know, 
be an author and write their story, which kind of like, as I said earlier, people are just like, I just got to write a book. I got to write a book. I got to write a book. Now with you, Tracy, you have been, as I said, you've been all over the place and you're like on your, you stri strapped a rocket on your back and you're just taking off right now, <laughs> which is amazing. I love to see that, especially people that I, that I love and care about. So where you right now that you have that person that's Tracy five, 10 years ago, that's mm -hmm. trying to just figure this out been through some stuff, got over it, got help. I got help, whether from their faith, whether from counseling, whatever it is. But now they just want to get their foot on the ground. What is your advice to them? And, you know, what is it something that, that you did possibly that you feel could be a good first step? Mm -hmm. Well, I mentioned that writing was one of my healing bombs. Internet writing? <laughs> yeah, and I am a writer. Yes. But anyone can journal. And that's really where I started because when, when all of this happened with my marriage, I wasn't capable of putting two words together that made sense or that anyone would care about. But I did journal in my, on my computer. I think I have 150,000 words on my, in my digital journal now. And your average book is like 35 to 40. So wow. I have lots of books in this journal, but it was what I used to just pour everything out. I didn't have to worry about what other people were thinking or saying. I didn't have to worry about looking okay or being righteous or any of those things. I just let it all hang out in this journal. And that is just super helpful, especially for people that are like, I don't like journaling. That's not who I am. I never was either. But it just became my only source of outlet because I felt very alone. I didn't want to tell everyone all the terrible things that had led up to, even my own family members that had led up to this, this place that I had found myself in my life because I had hidden things for so long. You can't just rip the Band-Aid off and tell and show everything all at once. So that was helpful for me. And also just starting to be around people that, had been through a similar experience. I had my family who's very close, as you know. I have wonderful friends and loved ones. I have all of my coworkers and people I've known for years and years with Proverbs. But I needed people that understood what I'd been through. And that's one reason I wrote this book because I was trying to find resources literally on Amazon every day. Just please let me find some books <laughs> that can just make me feel like I'm not going crazy. And that I'm going to get through this. But all you can find really is financial books and, you know, co-parenting books and heal your relationship books and all of the books that had great relevant information, but they just weren't what my heart needed and how I was going to be able to move forward. And so I took that book a next step after writing the trade book. And I'm like, I want to make this a study so that women and men can get together and go through this workbook together. And it is faith-based as, as you know, but if you don't want to read a certain scripture, don't read it. <laughs> but the emotions and the experiences and the process that we have to go through to get to the other side of what looks like just this mountain that we can't overcome, those are the same. And just being able to sit down and talk to other people, whether it's one or 10 in your home, in a church, in a community building somewhere in your office building, you know, conference room, wherever you want to get together, because there are always people out there that are going through this that you may not even know about, or maybe you do. And also this book has been really helpful for people that aren't going through divorce, but they know people who are, they have best friends or loved ones that are going through this traumatic experience and they don't know how to talk to them. They don't know how to help them. They don't know what to say or what to do. 
So the book addresses a lot of that too, just so everyone can kind of get on the same page and be supportive of the people that are walking this really, really, really difficult path. I think that's so awesome that you are able to also help people have those difficult conversations with their loved ones or friends, because we we see it. I mean, just, I mean, being very candid, I was just talking to my wife, Shannon, and we were just talking about like a mutual friend who was going through some stuff. And she's like, what do I even say to them? Because they just said something. So the fact that you said that it actually, not only if you're not dealing with it, but if you know somebody, you can help and support them. I love that. I absolutely love mm -hmm. that. But I also want to bring up and also like admit how terrible I was when the term journaling got brought up to me. So I was <laughs> I was a part of the Rob Dial mentor program at the time. And they were like, all right, we're going to put some music on. We want to journal. And I was like, well, what am I going to write? Dear diary. I am writing that. Like, I didn't know. It gets so a bad weird. rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dear diary. My kids are making me pissed right now. I don't know what to do. But I um it was crazy. So what my, what my mentor, I remember, never forget this Dean, he goes, cause I was just like, I don't know how to journal. And, and he, I heard him say to everybody who was just like, just keep, let the pen keep going. That's all he said. If you don't know what to write, just write. I don't know what to write right now. And then all of a sudden stuff, things came up and true story. If it wasn't for this one powerful journaling session that I did through a mastermind program that I was a part of, I would have never started this podcast, I would have never did half the things that I've done in the past three years because of that very first time journaling. So I'll tell you right now, I thought it was ridiculous. I actually talked a <laughs> lot of shit about it, just being very honest, but Tracy yep. nailed it regarding like how important it is to take it out of your head, take it out of your heart and put it on paper. So I had mm -hmm. to kind of throw that at, at you right there. <laughs> it's so true. And I just finished doing a like a mini group coaching series about, it was called Fuel Your Writing Dreams and it's closed now, but it was just about setting yourself up for success. And one of the biggest things that I that I talked about is journaling because they they would say, well, I don't, I don't know how to write these words. I don't have anything to write about or journal about. And just like you said, what am I supposed to write? And it just sounds dumb, but write about your dreams. Just write about, hey, here's what I'd like to be in five years or 10 years. And then let something like that spark your, okay, what would it take me to get there? And what steps would I need to do? What could I do next week to get that moving? It doesn't have to be just pouring out your heart. But if you get used to doing that, then it will become a place to where that's, you're like so mad. You just got to get it out somewhere. And so you want to write down there or something incredible happened that you never want to forget. And that's one thing I do love about the, the journal that I kept for those number of years is that there are so many amazing experiences and people that were in my life and people that did things I would have totally forgotten about, not because it didn't matter, but because our brains can only hold so much. And so I would have forgotten all those things. It's almost kind of like, I don't want to say a diary because that's, like I said, a bad rap, <laughs> that's what I thought it but was. It's, it's just a great way to, to keep up with your life. No, it is. And as I said, like, and you said, I remember a journal prompt too, that really helped me out was what you just mentioned, it said, what is your five-year goal? And then the next one after I journaled it was, what can you do to achieve that goal in 365 days? And I was like, mm -hmm. shit, like, <laughs> wow. And then you're just like, oh my God. Yeah. So, yeah, so hey, you guys can use that as journal and prompt. Thank Tracy for that one. But, <laughs> there you uh, go. but no, that's, that's kind of what it is. And I feel that especially people like me who are go, 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 go. I would use a journaling as what am I going to stop and write on a piece of paper? Like, no, I can just text it or talk to text and it's not the same. Can you just elaborate why talking to text or even typing it out 
is a lot different than writing? Well, I have been doing some research lately on some different studies. And one of the things that I have come across is, this is another thing that people might also buck at, <laughs> but is to make a vision board. Make a vision board of you know where you wanna see yourself because your brains, our brains are more apt to act on what we can visually see than just what we think about. So whether we're writing it down on paper or we're making a vision board of, of pictures and dreams and goals, something that we're physically doing with our hands that our eyes can see is always gonna have more of a lasting impact than just texting it to ourselves or leaving a voice memo or something like that. Wow, so that, that actually had a study about that. Yeah, I mean, it for me, it resonates. It just, it just resonates a lot more. And when you're writing it down, even like in school, why do you think we write things down? And they say that the people, I, I saw this study though, the people who take notes with a notepad or a you know spiral notebook or whatever it is over that's their laptop. <laughs> there you, that's the yeah, same here. Yeah. Well, so we'll score higher than the people who use their computers or their phones or whatever it is. And not knocking anybody who does it. It's just you get a better impact or you know you get more out of it by writing writing it all out. So yeah, yeah, that that was awesome. So as we wrap this up, Tracy, and I appreciate you taking so much you know of your crazy busy day to hop on here. But I know you have a lot of things going up. You had some things closed. You had your demand is high right now. And this is why I wanted to get her on this podcast. Uh, it took a while to get her on here, but I'm so glad because I know how many people can resonate with what she offers and 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 how much support. So what do you have going on? I know we're going to put everything in the show notes. So don't worry about it. She's going to talk about it. We'll have it all in the show notes. But what does Tracy have right now down the pipeline that you're offering? What type of programs you got going on and uh, how can they connect with you? Yeah. Well, my website is tracymiles.com and Tracy's with an IE. So it's a little bit different. Tracymiles.com. You can see all of my coaching services, um, my bookstore, all my books are all of that. I'm really excited for people to check out the Living Unbroken book, but also that workbook, because I really think that's, that's a part of growth. And one of the things real quick that I talked about in the Living Unbroken is PTSD. Ooh. And how you get PTSD from separation and divorce, because that is a life altering, you know, life changing, traumatic event that you go through and it affects us. And then you can have a lot of PTSD from symptoms and people don't recognize that that's a thing. But you can also have post-traumatic growth syndrome, which is an actual scientific thing. And that means this is where I am now, but that's where I used to be. And look how much I've grown. And so all along the process, we're growing. And that's what I want to help anyone do that can and help them have those accountability groups and just check out the Living Unbroken book and workbook for them or for someone that they love that's that's going through that. And of course, I'm always can be found on my website for the coaching services. I offer free 15-minute chats if anyone's just wants to kind of talk through, is this something I should even look into? Is my story worth telling? You know, any of those questions that we all struggle with that are just kind of beating ourselves up and talking ourselves out of doing what we really want to do. That is awesome. So you do a free 15 minute consultation to see whether or not they're a good fit for you as well yes. as- You'd be amazed what you can do in 15 minutes. That is amazing. Well, again, thank you, Tracy, so much for coming on the Leaders Life Podcast. Please make sure you say hello to Morgan, Kate, and Michael. I and will. The rest of the crew and appreciate you. Don't be a stranger. I won't be. Thank you so much for having me on your show. 
Of course, and that's that. Thank you so much for showing up and listening. Please make sure you click on the subscribe button so you never ever miss out and share this with your family, friends, and tribe. And if you think this is awesome, share it at Leaders Life Podcast on Instagram. You all freaking rock. Remember, why not you? Why not now? I hope you all have an amazing, amazing rest of your day.